Welcome. I am a lay Shin Buddhist who nevertheless maintains an interest in the broader realm of Pure Land and Mahayana Buddhist teachings. My YouTube channel is called Akala Akala, that is A-C-A-L-A-A-C-A-L-A. In these podcasts, I make a non-scholarly, humble, and sometimes bumbling attempt to explore a particular topic or question related to the wonderful Buddha Dharma. I hope you find them to be of interest. With that said, let us begin. So, just a review. Shinran Shonen, the 13th century founder of Shin Buddhism, or Jodo Shinshu, or True Pure Land Buddhism, sometimes described himself as a foolish being. And of course, this was in the context of the humility that he genuinely felt and expressed over and over, in the context of his reliance upon Amida Buddha and the vow that Dharmakara made to the Buddha Lokasvara Raja. But the fact of the matter was, Shinran was highly, highly intelligent and was extremely scholarly. He studied and practiced for years on Mount High in the Tendai Buddhist tradition, and of course we know from his writings that he had a deep knowledge about Mahayana Buddhism and framed his interpretation of the Pure Land Path in the context of Mahayana teachings. But as a result, some of his teachings are fairly difficult to fathom, but thankfully he had a a disciple named Yenbo who left us with a text called the Tanisho, where, because he was lamenting differences between what some of Shinran's followers were expressing as far as their interpretation of the teaching, that that was in divergence or it was deviant relative to Shinran's true teaching. So again, the Tanisho was Yenbo's way of letting people know what he had heard the Master say. So it's portrayed as Shinran's words, but actually is not written by Shinran. The beauty of it, though, is that it's wonderful prose, very simple, very straightforward, and very much to the core of this Buddhism of pure grace. So here goes with a recitation of the first three chapters. I hope you enjoy it. Namo Mita Boots. The Tanisho, Chapter 1 Saved by the inconceivable working of Amida's vow, I shall realize birth in the pure land. The moment you entrust yourself thus to the vow, so that the mind set upon saying the Nembutsu arises within you, you are immediately brought to share in the benefit of being grasped by Amida never to be abandoned. Know that the primal vow of Amida makes no distinction between people young and old, good and evil. Only Shinjin is essential, for it is the vow to save the person whose karmic evil is deep and grave and whose blind passions abound. Thus, for those who entrust themselves to the primal vow, no good acts are required because no good surpasses the Nembutsu. Nor need they despair of the evil they commit, for no evil can obstruct the working of Amida's primal vow. Thus were his words. Chapter 2 Each of you has come to see me, crossing the borders of more than ten provinces at the risk of your life, solely with the intent of asking about the path to birth in the land of bliss. 
but if you imagine in me some special knowledge of a path to birth other than the Nembutsu, or of scriptural writings that teach it, you are greatly mistaken. If that is the case, since there are many eminent scholars in the capital of Nara or on Mount Hai to the north, you would do better to meet with them and inquire fully about the essentials for birth. As for me, I simply accept and entrust myself to what my revered teacher told me. Just say the Nembutsu and be saved by Amida. Nothing else is involved. I have no idea whether the Nembutsu is truly the seed for my being born in the pure land, or whether it is the karmic act for which I must fall into hell. Should I have been deceived by Master Honan, and, saying the Nembutsu, fall into hell, even then I would have no regrets. The reason is, if I could attain Buddhahood by endeavoring in other practices, but said the Nembutsu, and so fell into hell, then I would feel regret at having been deceived. But I am incapable of any other practice, so hell is decidedly my abode whatever I do. If Amida's primal vow is true, Sakyamuni's teaching cannot be false. If the Buddha's teaching is true, Shantao's commentaries cannot be false. If Shantao's commentaries are true, can Honan's words be lies? If Honan's words are true, then surely what I say cannot be empty. Such, in the end, is how this foolish person entrusts himself to the vow. Beyond this, whether you take up and accept the Nembutsu, or whether you abandon it, is for each of you to determine. Thus were his words. Chapter 3 Even a good person attains birth in the pure land. So it goes without saying that an evil person will. Though it is so, people commonly say, Even an evil person attains birth, so it goes without saying that a good person will. This statement may seem well-founded at first, but it runs counter to the intent of the primal vow, which is other power. This is because people who rely on doing good through their self-power fail to entrust themselves wholeheartedly to other power and therefore are not in accord with Amida's primal vow. But when they overturn the mind of self-power and entrust themselves to other power, they will attain birth in the true and real fulfilled land. It is impossible for us who are possessed of blind passions to free ourselves from birth and death through any practice whatever. Sorrowing at this, Amida made the vow, the essential intent of which is the evil person's attainment of Buddhahood. Hence, evil persons who entrust themselves to other power are precisely the ones who possess the true cause of birth. Accordingly, he said, even the good person is born in the pure land, so without question is the person who is evil. With that, I will sign off by reciting the Nembutsu, in gratitude for being embraced and accepted just as I am by Amida Buddha, never, never to be abandoned. Namo Amida Boots, Namo Amida Boots, Namo Amida Boots. Thank you.